0: Welcome back to another episode of the RAG Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you recruitment owners, advisors, suppliers, even investors around the world who are prepared to give up some of their time and expertise to help us all through the COVID-19 pandemic and just also bring to life what's going on in the sector every single day. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Pete Sanders. Pete is the co-founder of Identify Global who are a specialist in cybersecurity and tech an executive search recruitment, headquartered in Bletchley Park in Milton Keynes, which is the home of the code breakers in the, in the war. I was reading about that in a recent book. Um, a really exciting business, not too old in in their, in their journey, but I've got um, a narrative which is all about candidate experience. When I first spoke to Pete, I was I was really taken aback by the way he explained how they do and what they do. So I wanted to feature him today and find out a bit more about that journey and and how he's, uh, he's coping in, in what's going on. Before ado, a quick message from our sponsor today, which is RISE Recruitment Ventures. RISE are the, the newest investment business on the market. They're exclusively helping recruitment agencies grow and exit within a set time frame. Head, headed up by Alex Elliott and John Cox, and these guys built and sold their own business inside 10 years and sold in 2016 for over 20000000 million. They're now giving both capital and time and expertise to help the next generation build businesses that are world-class and sell, for the right value at the right time. If you're interested in finding out if you could be a partner with these guys and if they could help you, then reach out to them directly by www.riserv.co.uk to find out more. Right, back to the show. Pete, welcome on the podcast.
1: Morning, how are you?
0: I'm all right, mate, I'm all right. It's a sunny day, it's a very hot day, um, and I'm about to go for a picnic after this conversation, so I can't, I can't complain.
1: Well, uh, you're doing better than I am. I'm, I'm stuck in my really cold office, and uh, I'm desperate to get outside. So uh, it's cold. It's cold today where you are. Well, no, it's, it, my office is on the wrong side of the house, so uh, right. it doesn't get any sun. So um, everyone else and my kids and my wife all sat in the garden getting uh, a nice tan. And um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got socks on, which is uh, weird. Keep, so, them uh, Keep them on. Keep them on. Yeah. But yeah, good to be joined. Cool uh, good to be part of this today. Well, look,
0: I, 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 I'm excited to have you on. Um, obviously, I've given you a little intro there, but um, I'd like to start the RAG report with a, with a very simple question. For the for the listeners, you've already told us a bit about the room you're in, but can you just paint a picture for everyone? What's your life like right now?
1: Yeah, so it, it, we, we, we've done a lot of sort of challenging our nerve over the last few months and um, holding out, and there's, there's lots of advice and guidance and um, you know, but our, our sort of main sort of strategy, if you like, has been just to just to sit tight and, um, and not panic too much. You know, we've we've shored up our business and we spent a lot of time, you know, um, much like people have done at home is sort of cutting back on costs that aren't needed. Um, you know, really reviewing the things that we've been spending our money on and um, and just really challenging them whether we need it or not. Um, as well as obviously servicing some of our clients and um, and, and trying to keep our our staff, sort of happy, and, and checking in with them on a regular basis. So, um, we, we've been through a whole roller coaster of, you know, optimism, pessimism, you know, panic, you know, the, the lot. And um, you know, and I think the government's, you know, starting to try and get things moving again is um, is, is positive. Um, so yeah, so we, we it, it's it's been a bit of all of those things really. It Has been a roller coaster of, an, of, of emotions, um, but um, you know, we've. We're, we're at that stage now where we're using this time where things are, are reasonably quiet and um, we're using our time to really start to implement our five-year strategy which we started at the beginning of the year um, and um, we're starting to bring that to the fore. So then when we do come back and um, that everybody is on that new journey and some of that strategy has to be adjusted because of Obviously, the current situation. Um, not well, I just,
0: situation I'd, I'd, I'd like to share, share with everyone that like, I think it's the worst thing you can do is to look at your previous like, P&L of what you expected in, yeah. uh, in May 2020 before the COVID-19 hit because it'll just make you cry. Um, but going back to your business, I mean, as I said, one thing that struck me about you guys was this candidate focus, this candidate experience piece. Tell me a bit more about
1: what that's all about, where it came from, how you execute on it. Sure. So, uh, both my business and partner and I, we we both worked for small uh, recruitment companies, large recruitment companies, and um, you know, one of the things, and why we came together really, is one of the things that we 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 sort of shared a view on was that excellent service is something that many recruiters pay lip service to, um, and not oh, all. And there's some really great ones out there. Um, But they fail to deliver it so it's it's a byline you know i mean what 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 self-respecting recruitment company wouldn't say that they look after their candidates and they provide a great service but they don't really they're not able to determine what great service looks like um and and as you'll know yourself is that pretty much most recruitment companies they're driven by the client it's all about new clients new jobs you know that's the 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 metronome of their business and um rightly so you know um but the problem is, is that they're, they're too far down the road to be able to then go back and then re-engineer their, their business to be candidate focused. Um, you know, we've all heard the stories, candidate, short market, it's more for talent, you know, all of these um, yeah. horrible phrases. Um, but you know, they are truisms um, but, and so, we decided to start the business and really focus on the candidate because ultimately, is that you know it's easy to get a job in, in you know or was easy to get a job in the previous market. So why you know it didn't take any skill or, or you know or you know experience to just ring round lots of people and say can we help you with your job? Um, yet yeah, everyone's you know everyone's saying that we're a candidate short market, but yet no one's focusing on getting the candidate. So we decided to set our business up um, to be focused on candidate experience. And, um, and when we started, we developed all of our processes, um, even down to our commission model, everything was built around candidate experience. And, um, and we created our candidate charter um, and which we ask candidates to measure our service based on that candidate charter. Wow. So um, so we developed that on Founding and it's reviewed annually. Um, and uh, we do a big candidate journey um, uh, work session with our business every year as part of our um, uh, strategy to um, say, you know, what does the candidate want in today's recruitment market? So um, this fully measurable um, candidate charter forms the basis of our consultants commission, um, as well as obviously the processes, the tech, everything we do, whether it's from our marketing partner to our, um, to our technology, um, to our CRM, everything has to focus on, well, what does it add to our candidate experience? So it's a mantra and, and as well as a philosophy within, within our business. Um, so, um, so therefore we, we, we guarantee uh, a truly candidate led um, experience because the Consultants Commission hangs on it right so um, and you know what you would have seen and, and I used to see all the time is that you know you put four candidates forward to a job um, you know everyone gets you know a nice bit of service at the start and then when you know you can sort of see through the process that you know the, the one candidate that's probably going to get the job or the one or two candidates going to get the job the other two get dropped like a bad smell um, yeah. and then left hanging in the loop um, and that's just the candidates in the process right so um, you know most companies will, you know, most recruiters will, you know, when you've got a candidate in the interview, look after them, but not always, sadly, and we've heard horror stories about that. But um, it's the candidates that apply for the job as well, the ones that have engaged with your brand. You know, you as a recruitment company, we spend a lot of money on advertising and, you know, getting everyone, you know, uh, attracting people into our into our business. Um, and yet they apply for a job and yeah, we don't speak to them or we don't, int- we don't engage with them or we don't, we don't do anything with them and they just get left and then we call them up and, you know, 10 years down the line and say, you know, I've got a job for you and get annoyed when they're, they're not bouncing off the walls to work with us. So, um, so the whole ecosystem of what we do and that includes, um, you know, we, we write content, all of our content is candidate focused. It's all around attracting candidates, giving self-help development, um, our strategies around, you know, helping them, um, you know, training, development, um, how to win jobs. So, um, doing psychometrics, all of those sorts of things that, um, help the candidate even if they're not working with us um and that's the key thing is even if they're not working with us there's there's a brand recognition that they've helped we've helped them along their career journey at some point uh, hopefully we do place them but um so yeah so so we built the business based on that and um and, and it's worked for us um you know we we keep getting recommended into companies so even if we haven't placed the, can, the candidate um they'll call us and or they'll recommend us and say, you know what, I had a great experience with that company. You should talk to them if you're looking for a recruiter, for example. So, um, which means uh, there's plus and minuses to that. It's one is that we haven't really done much business development um, over the last four years. Um, you know, we, of course we've done some, but it's very, yeah. very rare you'll see a business development call being made in our business. We we'll always see candidate experience. so all of our KPIs are built around, around that. So, We've grown organically um, and we've recognized that we don't need to do lots of business development because when we do get a client, we tend to expand in there quite quickly.
0: How have you managed to find clients then? if you're not
1: making BD calls, what's the typical route that you would engage or get clients coming in? Um, through recommendations. Um, yeah. you know we will have placed a candidate um, and maybe they've moved on you know maybe two years later or something like that. you know that we're starting to see some of that now um, but in the initial stages, we just did a really good job. We we spent time talking to them, understanding their needs, their wants, and and doing really good qualification calls with them. Um, So when we do call them, we call them about relevant stuff, and we're not just spamming them with every job that we get because they've got the word security in their CV, for example. Um, Obviously, our knowledge in that market helps. um, But, you know, uh, so, yeah, it's come through there. And then, you know, every, every so often we will market our CVs in. You know, that's the core part of our business development, if you like, you know, um, is that we've made all of these calls and our mantra is that, you, you know, you shouldn't really ever make a cold call because you've already spoken to the candidate and then you've done a really good job with them. you provide them a really nice service. They've left with a good taste in their mouth once they've had an experience with us, whatever that may be. You can just call that person up and say, I see you're recruiting for this job or I've got this great candidate. It, it sort of just comes together, you know, they just... Um, so. It, it's it's very light touch, really, really light touch, and um, you know my business partner is is a bit more business development focused, um, and um, you know to, to his frustration, but we've been so busy um, up until now, it's almost like why would you do business development? We're so busy doing the stuff that we're good at, um, and it's working for us. Why would we all of a sudden stop doing the delivery aspect of, of what we do? Um, to then just become business development focused because we, d- we don't want to drop that candidate. I think as
0: long as your delivery focus is commercial, right? So, you, you know, you're not just working a role and then stopping when the role ends. As long as you're thinking about, well, by speaking to candidates, you're understanding where the opportunities are, what the businesses they're working for look like, and you know, what's the environment like, how big are the teams, what are the, what are the growth plans. You can get so much information out of a candidate without saying who's your hiring manager and asking the basic old school questions. Exactly. That, yeah. that can fuel, like, for example, if you are specking in or whatever you call it, canvassing CVs into a business, um, well, I know it at hoxo, right? You, you could send me a, a long list of CVs that I wouldn't care about. That i genuinely wouldn't care about um but there are some that i would always look at and it's having if you have that chat with me once you'd know and it's the same thing about it's the same thing for every business it's it's understanding the levers to pull on and how consistent that will be um, and yeah. how do you how do you then keep an eye on that piece you said around the candidates that that don't get hired the ones that sit in the process or don't even get to interviews off stage but they're they've interacted how do you make sure that that process is replicable and it's consistent and it's measured
1: quite simply automation um you know you don't have you, it's physically impossible to speak to you know it's physically impossible um and actually as you you know you'll know yourself that there's a lot of candidates that you know are applying for jobs and they are wasting your time you know they're they're, they're not suitable but they've, they've applied for a reason right so they haven't just applied because you know They've got delusions of grandeur to get a job that's way out of their league or experience levels. They've they've engaged with your brand. So they've gone, okay. I'm not, you know, hopefully they're not stupid, but they've gone, I'm not really quite suitable for the job, but I like the brand. You know, it's within my sector. Maybe they can do something for me in the future. Um, So they then fall into that ecosystem. So they they would get an automation saying, thank you, but no thank you, you know, Um, and then they fall into that sort of um, our content and then they'll start to get regular updates from us um, as well as our latest jobs as well. And therefore they might, they want to stay up to date. They want to stay engaged with your brand. The minute you don't do that with them, they're they're open to, uh, you know, anybody else. And what we have seen um, in terms of trends is that, Candidates are starting to attach themselves to a select few agencies, yeah? They're not going out there and just putting a CV on every job board like they used to because that was the method of getting a job. You know, um, they want to work with specialist recruiters. So they attach themselves to a few. They will almost like court with them um, and see how they're going. And if they don't get anything, you know, now they've got the ability now to press a button and say, remove my details. You know, the candidate has the power now to do that. So... If, 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 if you don't respect that and also you, know, you don't value that, then you, you're gonna lose out on the candidate race. And um, whilst we'll see a small shift in um, power back towards the clients um, that are recruiting um, you know, over the next sort of maybe nine months or so, um, it will come back again because there's still more jobs than there are people, um, you know, even in the downturn. So, um, it, well, particularly within our sector anyway. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's using that automation to stay in touch with them um, even when you're, you can't physically speak to them. But then if they're relevant, you then fall back in. You know The consultants are targeted in their specific sector. So yeah. eventually they'll get picked up. They'll get a conversation. So even if, even if it's three, four, five, six months down the line, they would have had several communications with us via email about you know, how to win your next interview or you know, the latest trends in cybersecurity or something on those lines. So when, when the consultant calls up, it's a warm call, first of all, because they recognize the brand. But then secondly, um, they will qualify them and, um, and understand what they need. And then they'll probably enter the recruitment process, um, you know, for, or marketing process at that particular point.
0: A quick interruption of the episode to bring to you a message from our second sponsor, which is Odro. Odro, as most of you probably know, is the world's most powerful all-in-one video interview platform for recruiters. Used by thousands of recruiters worldwide and with some of the industry's biggest names amongst its client base, Odro is a video interview platform. It was developed specifically to help agencies increase their revenues. The most innovative solution on the market, Odro's software helps recruiters to engage more talent, reduce time to hire, and most importantly, it helps you win business. You'll even get the ROI back from investing in Odro within just 45 days. It's designed to benefit everyone in the process. So from recruiters to clients to candidates, Odro's platform is improving the hiring process one interview at a time. We chose to partner with Audro because we felt like both brands, Hoxo and Audro, were in such a clear alignment in the way that we approach everything we do and how passionate we are about helping this industry grow. If you want to find out more about how Odro can help your agency transform its process and win more business, win exclusivity and drive revenue, then click the link on the podcast notes and every social post that goes out. And they will, you will get a call back by one of the Audrey guys. They're, they are awesome. And I'm sure they'll be able to offer some amazing value to your business. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. So
1: when, when the consultant calls up, it's a warm call, first of all, because they recognize the brand. But then secondly, um, they will qualify them and, um, and understand what they need. And then they'll probably enter the recruitment process um, you know, for or marketing process at that particular point.
0: I think it's so forward-thinking. I mean, it sounds so basic, really, when you're looking at it, but it's so forward-thinking that you've you've done that and you've embedded that already because that's the kind of conversation we have all the time with our clients at Hoxo is, you know, you are only a small team. There's only so many hours in the day, and you've you've still got to have the maximum bang for your buck when it comes to your brand perception, right? Your brand is everything in this market, especially now when COVID-19 hits, you know, the branding you've got going into it and coming out of it, I think will will determine how fast and how well you do after. I really do, um, yeah. and that that leads me into then uh, quite nicely thinking about what what has happened for you, what what was life like going into lockdown, and, and what what happened afterwards.
1: Yeah, so um, we we were um, as I mentioned, we were doing our five year plan, and um, yeah, you know, we had some really great aspirations. And, hmm. um, you know, we've had to curtail them a little bit, but um, um, so, and it was almost a perfect storm because we were gearing up for IR35 as well. We have quite a, a good contract business and um, we, um, some companies um, annoyingly who were sort of ahead of the game started to, you know, cut contractors or, or re-engage them in, in different ways. And so, we you know, we lost some contractors in, in that in that part of the um just b- before the pandemic and um and then also we've got the pandemic as well so we lost our perm business at the same time um so um so yeah so i i don't um we were sort of having our heels clipped one by one and um and then we got to this stage so um i think the I think we'll see that bounce back. Um, it will take a bit of time and um, you know, clearly the business is not worth what it was um, you know, four months, five months ago. Um, but it, it doesn't change our outlook um, and our strategy. And um, that strategy was all around um, being market leaders in personalized career management and talent acquisition and, and, and personalized being the operative word. It's, um, it's commoditizing the recruitment process and, and understanding that organizations, you know, most companies, recruit companies will go in and say, I stand these at 20, 25%. And then it's a, um, you know, song and dance about what margin you agree to. Yeah. And ultimately nothing has changed, um, just the margin. That you're always going to get the same level of service. Um, it's just a case of who's, who, who blinked first in, in in the negotiation process. So, what we recognize is that um, clients of all sizes want different levels of service and they want different parts of the recruitment process and um, and we wanted to own more of the recruitment budget so we know full well that yes they'll come to us you know if you've got an internal recruitment team they don't need you to do the end to end process they've got a recruitment consultant in there doing you know part of the job for you so that's why they want you to pay. They want to charge less. Uh, sorry, pay less for you know 15% or whatever, um, because they just need you to find other candidates. They then take all of that process. Um, there are clients out there that want end to end. They want the full sort of mini RPO service. You know, they want you to do all the advertising, the brand management. They want you know, or do all of the interview setting up, all of those sorts of things, um, as well as the um, you know, the background screening, the training and the development, um, you know, of, of those candidates. Um, so we've broken down our, our, the recruitment into um, into components, um, almost sort of gold, silver, bronze, you know, uh, we're not calling it that, but it, um, you know, in, in that sort of method where we say, okay, this is what you can get. If you want to pay less for your recruitment, this is what you get. We're happy to do, you know, your 10%, you know, that's, you know, almost like your right moves of the world and saying, well, you know, um, or purple bricks rather, you know, you, if you want to handle it yourself, then, yeah, we'll charge you less, basically. Whereas if you want the full service, then this is what it's going to cost or which part of this service don't you want? Um, what, I, what I would say is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a complete believer in this is the way
0: to go in terms of privatisation of your service and understanding what what actually happens as part of your service and where where the value is in yeah. recruitment can't always just be valued on the end result it, to me it's yeah. just no no win no fee is not not the future but um, what uh, what I do think how do you feel about the the element of sheer competition when so if you're going into an organization saying well you know you want to pay 10% so we'll give you 10% worth of and then your competition go and we'll we'll just do it for 11% the whole thing how do you do you think that's the biggest risk to this model is it and are you prepared for that
1: yeah no it's not a race to the bottom it's it's about being able to provide um, a bespoke service right so then the example I always use is that um, if you want to buy a tv right You can buy the same TV from lots of different um, outfits, but, and and for me personally, um, provided the prices, well, well, because they will match it. If I I went to John Lewis, right, it feels better, right? It feels like a nicer brand. Not only have you got experts in there that give you you really good advice on on the product, they give you an additional warranty um, on the service and they'll price match. Um, Now, the only thing that's changed there is the service and the value add yeah so um, and in some cases you might even be prepared to pay a little bit more because it feels right Um, now the difference there really and and to answer your question is that um, if it comes down to exclusivity okay and it comes down to the relationship with that client now we recognize they might have relationships with other clients but um, it's about being transparent in that process we're saying you're going to get us for this particular time. Yeah. Um, and we're able to do that. And this is where the specialism comes in because we get that economy of scale because we're only focusing on one particular type of role with you. Um, we can afford to flex our, our margin, but as long as we get that exclusivity with you um, either wholly or, you know, maybe one of two agencies. Mm. Um, and, um, but the, the the point of that is that, you know, the, the, the recruitment aspect, you know, the, you know, the the core aspects of recruitment are are being automated these days, right? You can do that really, really quickly. So if if you can do that, anyone with a bit of technology or a bit of investment in their recruitment strategy, you know, could put an advert out through LinkedIn or somewhere else, particularly now, and get lots of great candidates, right? So so if they can do that for next to nothing, for what, 500 pound advert, why would they pay nearly four times that to use an agency? And that's what I think recruiters miss out on is that they're not paying you because you're providing you with a really great service. They're paying you because it's I need you to do something for me and I don't have the time to do it or we don't have the capability to do it mm. um, internally. That's what they're paying for. And I think a lot of recruiters um, do forget that. It's that. that they don't have the time, the money or the resources to do that part of the recruitment process. And that's what they're outsourcing. And, and often, you know, when we sit with our clients is that they say, um, but, um, oh, how much does it cost extra for the, for you know for background screening? we say, well what do you mean it's part of the process? And they said, well no, the other crew would charge me twenty percent and um, they don't do background screening that we've got to do that and, and and it's that expectation versus reality that um, that often gets missed out on. so yeah it, it's um I, I don't think it's um, a case of everyone just you know if anything we're trying to avoid that. what we're trying to do is say if you want. To do it cheaply, then you can do it cheaply, but you have to bear in mind you have to do some of that part of the process, um, and if you want to layer on the service, um, you know that's where we add the value. And then the client, you know, much like you said, is that you lay out exactly what you're going to get, and this is how much it's going to cost. If you want more, it's going to cost more. Most people understand that model. Um, but risk recruitment has always been this dark art, and and you know you get sent a load of terms, and you know you don't, you, no one really knows what they're signing up to until something goes wrong, and that's when it gets into a bit of uh, um, yeah. Know, a yeah bonfire. I, lo- I,
0: lo- I love it. I think um professionalisation of of our sector and and the way we operate. I mean, I was tagged in a post by a guy I had on the podcast, one of my clients, Chris Redmond, today actually on LinkedIn, and I loved it. He was talking about how he's excited with the new era that the recruitment sector is going into, where you know there is there is a bad name across them. We know there's a bad name. There's a big cloud above recruiters mm-hmm. um, that that exists. But the reality of that old school, there's still loads of people like that. But there is, I, I mean, I, the reason I love this, this industry so much is because I can deal with the guys that are like you. They're the ones that, that are trying to change things, that are professionalizing, that are seeing their service as a real value add, and are proud. Like my stepmom, I don't even know if she listens to this, right? But she's if uh, she if she does, she, I might get a message, but. She's an SEO expert. Doesn't work with doesn't work with so which is funny. um But she's an SEO expert, and she she how did I put it? She was she was basically slagging off recruiters a few years ago when I was still a recruiter. <laughs> and I remember it. I remember it really well. I said to her, "We're not. They're not all like that. We're not all." And she was like, "No, I've never had a never had a good experience. Like I just don't want to use them." And I was like, "Oh, cool." I said, "So you do SEO, right?" And this was a time where I didn't know as much about it as I do now. She's like, "Yeah." I was like. Um, would you rate yourself in SEO? She's like, well, yeah. And I was like, cool. So is everyone as good as you in SEO? She was like, no. I was like, why? Was, well, some people, are, they cut corners. They She basically explained the same shit. Yeah, so I was like, All right, cool. So I said, well, I would value myself in recruitment. Like you value yourself in SEO. So I know there's loads of people that don't do it, but this is how I operate. And this is why I've done well. And, I don't even know if she got it. I don't know if she even pay attention. <laughs> but but it's amazing how like other sectors and other industries are so quick to jump on us. Always, but, yeah. How, but how often have you had a shit service elsewhere? How often have you? I had a builder that ran away after I gave him the cash three weeks
1: before the job was finished. That doesn't mean every builder is a, a shark.
0: No. There's a lot. But, of them.
1: And 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 that's the thing, right? That's that's why we flick to the candidate experience because you know it, it's a vanity metric. If if you survey all of your clients saying you know do we provide a great service, they're going to say, well yeah, you fill my jobs. You know, um, and um, hopefully you're providing them with reasonably good CVs because, you know, most recruiters are good at what they do. You know, they, they understand, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look for a match, you know, and um, if they match, they send the CV across. So even if the client interviews them, they know that they're interviewing because they've got the right skills. Okay. But, you know, the, 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 the bit that most recruiters miss out on is the culture fit. Okay. And the... The personality profiling of that individual, and this is going to be a big wave in, in recruitment now is hiring for soft skills. Um, you know, there is a, a candidate short market, um, you know, in every sector. Um, but um, I, I lose count every time I meet a candidate, even in my sector, I still meet candidates and um, in cybersecurity, And I'm you know, amazed by how many people I meet. And they go to me, You're the first recruiter I've ever met. And I'm like, Really? I'm like, Yeah, we've dealt, I've dealt with lots of recruiters, but I've never, I've never met them. I'm like, Wow. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's such a, a simple thing to do. Again, it's not possible to see everyone, but, um, you know, meeting your candidates um, is, is a really critical part of that process. And and the reason, um, to, to your point, is that is the recruiters don't focus on the candidates. So the, they, the mass part of what they do is the bit that they're not looking after. And that's why the mass part of the, the industry thinks recruiters are crap, because... The people that rely on their service more than anyone is the candidate, and yet the clients are few and far between, as we know, and that's why it's so yeah. competitive.
0: Um, interesting. That, yeah. I mean, but because there's you know there's people that looking at things like TrustPilot, and mm. there's a new brand coming into the market. I'm actually interviewing for the podcast this week called Saucer that are an Australian brand that's all about maintaining your reputation as an agency. But again, you, I mean, know you know what? You're so right because if you could say we've got I don't know. Four and a half stars out of five, or five to eight, yeah. nine, 9.5 out of ten from candidates that from every candidate that goes to interview, they rate us. That surely will have a knock on effect to your business development because if you can say to a customer, Do you want us managing your brand when we've we, we guarantee this is our candidate experience metrics? As a, we will fill the job because everyone will fill the job eventually, but we'll yeah. also do it in a way that your brand is because if we piss off the five candidates that. The that were interviewed, or the five that didn't even get put forward to interview, they still know the name of your company is who we're representing, so it has a knock on impact to you. Yeah,
1: um,
0: such a, yeah, such a, I really love what you've done, mate. I think it's such a
1: clever way of, clever I way think, of and, and we do that, so we provide that metric. So um, on our website, um, you know, all of the um, candidate references are all, all genuine, um, they're updated on a, on a monthly basis, so we, we survey all of our candidates. Um, and that's everyone in the process. So we don't just survey the one that got the job, because again, that's, that's a vanity metric. Because of course they're happy they got the job, um, they applied for it, they got it. You know, it's a winning mentality. But it's the ones that didn't get the job. You know, like you say, they go away. Um, and what we say to our clients is that you know this is your candidate pool. So that yes, they're not right for you right now, but they may be right for you in the future. You know, you saw something enough in that person's CV to interview them. If they go away, um, you know, with a bad experience, they're not. They're not going to have a go at us. They're going to have a go at they're, they're your brand that they're not going to. And they're going to go and tell their friends. And, you know, if we use the pandemic R0 rate, if they go and tell one of three of their people and they infect, yeah, three, yeah, people yeah. Or they infect three people. I've, I've had it before. Even some of my clients, oh, no, I won't work there. Why not? Oh, well, I've got some people that went for an interview there and uh, said it was really crap. All oh, right, Okay. But have you been there? No. Well, why don't you find out and you tell me whether it's, you know, how bad it is. Okay. Yeah, that, you know that's a fair point. But you know, um, we tell our clients that, and we're able to demonstrate it. So you know, the process. will say we'll share with them the feedback through the surveys, um, and say to them, "This is what your candidates are saying about you." It's not us. This is what they're saying about you. You know, um, little things from you know waiting in the you know wait being held too long in in the in the corridor or. Um, being sent to the um, or the interview didn't turn up on time or um, didn't know my name, hadn't read my CV. All of these little things, yeah. these are the things that win, make you win and lose talent. Okay. Um, and um, so um, it's a really powerful message to say, this is what people are saying about your company. And depending on who you show that information to, it obviously has more resonance. But certainly, you know, across your HR teams and um, you know even your marketing teams, this is what it, you know. It's glass door basically, but at a real granular yeah. level. Hundred um, percent. Well, look, um, we, we, Pete, I've, I've
0: got about five minutes, right? And and I think I could carry on talking about this for a long time. <laughs> and I think we need to have a part 2 100 um, percent, and get into okay. more of this. But so, moving forward after the pandemic, what what's the future look like for for Identify Global?
1: Yeah. So, um, it, it it really hangs off that our strategy of being personalised career management talent position. It, it's around doing that. So one of the things we're implementing is. Um, Our training um, and development program where we'll be offering um, free training courses, um, you know, development courses. Um, One of the things we're looking to do is offer uh, a free 12 month development course for all candidates that we place, um, as well as offering, um, you know, courses at a reasonable cost to, to, you know, we try and we don't want to become a trainer. We want to pass on the savings that we can get from a from mass purchases to to our candidate network and, and feed them into that. Ecosystem. Um, we and then developing our tailored more more tailored approach to to our client um, our clients, both current and and future. So um, it's 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 about focusing on that um, and expanding our brand. Um, you know, we have got some other things in the pipeline where we um you know we, we are looking at other businesses as well, and we want to um, expand it into more of a group structure, but still remaining in that sort of um, you know specialist um, you know uh, format.
0: Love it. Well, look. Thanks so much, mate. Are you? I, I'm getting a vibe that I think some people will reach out to you after this and want to find
1: out a bit more about how you've actually done what you've done. Are you open to that? The yeah, of reason? course. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's um, you know, candidate experience and stuff. So we're doing. I mean, I, I'm 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 a career recruiter and I'm, I'm passionate about recruitment and um, you know, I, I believe in sending the elevator back down and and bringing bringing things up. I'm not saying that, that we're perfect and we're the best thing in the market. Quite quite the opposite. I'm just saying that we're we're striving forward, and we're trying to improve the brand of the industry. And um, you know, we, and we, we'll do that with anybody that wants to be part of it. Because do you know what? There's some, you know, there's people out there that I learned from. You know, there's people doing great things. And, and um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be in this position if I hadn't learned from other people as well. So I'm I'm, I'm absolutely open to that, and um, and sharing, you know, whatever I can. Legend. Well,
0: thank you so much. Um, guys, if you, if you want to reach out, Pete, I'll, I'll tagged him in this post and he'll get back to you on that. And thanks again for listening. I hope, you, uh, hope you're all staying safe. Hope you're enjoying the weather this week. And I hope that you're feeling that the market is, is, is becoming better. There's definitely a lot of signs out there that there's more, there's more work to be coming through. And um, there's some hope in the industry right now, especially in the UK. So I'm hoping you're feeling that. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow with some more insights. In the meantime, Stay safe, and I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organisations One business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online, and we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now we're managing the marketing for. So that involves strategy, content creation, distribution, systems process, and leads generated. Having been recruiters and marketeers, We can not only build your brand, but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only gonna grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support, you build your marketing as as a supplier that acts as part of your team, or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much, and we will see you again soon.